I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Cholton Life. This is the big match preview and you guys have no idea how bloody good it feels to be saying that again. My name is Louis Mendez and joining me here, well on the phone, uh, not in the studio unfortunately yet, uh, as we get ready to look forward to Saturday's trip to Hull, the game we've all been waiting for over the last few months. Uh, in one, we've got uh, Mr. Tom Wallin. How you doing Tom? Very good. Excited to be back. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice to have a show where we're actually going to be talking about people kicking footballs around again. Makes the change, doesn't it? Yeah, the nerves are back. I'm, um, I'm excited. Yeah, this is going to be good. Yeah, massive game coming up on Saturday, of course. And helping me and Tom to look ahead to that is Lewis Cat. Hey, Dean Luke. Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, oh, it's, it, it's, it's had such a long build-up that we've almost forgotten how, game, how big this game's going to be. Oh, it's paramount, isn't it? It's absolutely massive. I mean, what a way to to get back underway uh, in the championship than a, a massive relegation six pointer. Mm. Um, but like Tom said, just glad that we're we're back and able to talk about football again rather than what's going on off the pitch. Excellent stuff. Yeah, it's a football field show uh, this afternoon or this evening, depending on when you're listening to it. So on this uh, on this week's big match preview, we are of course going to hear from Lee Bayer. He had his. Uh, first pre-match press conference uh, since the return from lockdown today. Uh, plenty of interesting stuff's come out of that, looking ahead to the game against Hull. We're also, of course, going to look uh, hear from Josh Cullen, uh, the West Ham loanee who has extended his deal uh, until the end of the season. Spoke to the club during the week, and we've got hold of that audio for you uh, to enjoy uh, as well. We're going to hear from some of you guys later on. This isn't a live show this week. Uh, we will be live on Sunday evening at 7 o'clock. Uh, I look, hopefully, <laughs> if I can get it to work, but we should be live on Sunday evening at 7 o'clock so back to to a live show so I look forward to speaking to all you guys then uh, as well um, and, but we have got some tweets and emails that have come in this afternoon that we're going to share uh, later on in the show as well so let's get straight into hearing from Lee Bayer as I said the Addicts boss had a press conference today over Zoom uh, you know a remote press conference everything's changed uh, since lockdown started uh, and of course that uh, that would be no different so Lee Bayer was asked plenty of questions today and the first one was just how big is the challenge ahead to keep the Addicts up in the course of the next nine games? Um, it's it's going to be tough. Um, there, there's no getting away from that. Uh, but I think as a group, we, we have a good togetherness and, and a good fighting spirit. Um, we've been under pressure before. Um, last season, I think we would have learned a lot under pressure situations. Um, and some teams, I think, once we get to the nitty-gritty, i.e. from Saturday, some players ain't going to be able to handle the pressure. Um, that's just natural. Some will grasp it, and, and some will fade away from the pressure. And um, I'm just hoping that, that my group, that they stick together, which I know they will, 
and, and, and then we will come through it. Um, but yeah, it's going to be tough, but not just for us, for all teams. Because all the games, I think, coming back after three weeks of, of proper training, it's, it's going to be tough to sustain the, the level, especially towards the end of the games. You watched the games last night, it, it, it became a bit end-to-end. And, and I think there's going to be mistakes, like you see last night in, in the Arsenal game. Because players ain't, ain't physically and, and mentally ready to, to play 90 minutes of football. Have you got confidence that you've got the characters in your squad, enough characters to, to grasp that pressure, like you say? Yeah, I believe so. I believe we do. Um, we've got some good older heads in, in the dressing room and we've got some youngsters that can go and play with no fear. Um, I think having no crowd, it might help the youngsters, you know? And, and then they have nothing to prove and, and they will get on the ball and try and make things happen where... We've got some good experienced lads that will guide them through it. And there's going to be times, it's going to be tough. We're not going to win every game, but it's how we react after we lose a game and, and how we stick together. And I believe that we have enough. I think uh, we've got near on a full squad as it stands today. We're just going to need a bit of luck. And, and all teams are going to need a bit of luck. So subs, OK, the 11 that start, the subs are going to play a massive part in, in these nine games. and. Um, so, yeah, we've just got to make sure that everyone realises, which we've done, that, that they're all going to play a part at some stage, whether it's starting or, or coming off the bench. Yeah, you've obviously lost Lyle, lost Jonathan Lecco and, and Conor Gallagher too. Is, um, is scoring the goals going to, going to be the, probably the biggest thing for you? Yeah, that, that's going to be uh, the toughest thing for us to, to do, I think, um, is, is take our chances. We've created chances, to be fair, in, in the games that we've played um, behind closed doors and we just haven't taken any yet. But the most positive thing for me is that we're creating a lot of chances. We went to, to Arsenal when their keeper made two world-class saves. Um, that probably won't happen on, on, in our division. So the most important thing is that we keep creating and, and law of average, we, we will take them chances. So... Obviously, losing them three players, those was our, our main scorers, if you like. Lecco was goals and assists, Lyle was goals, and Connor from midfield. To, to have someone scoring goals from midfield is massive. And we've definitely missed that since he left because no one else has been scoring from, from the middle of the park. Yeah, How would staying up compare as an achievement to the, to the promotion from last season, given all the circumstances? Um, I said at the start of the season, though, it'd be a bigger achievement than, than getting promotion. Um, with, with the budget that we had to work with at, at, in the beginning, it was nowhere near anybody else's. Um, by far, the, the, the smallest budget. And, and that alone makes it difficult. Um, you only recognise it when, when we had all the injuries, then you, that's when it showed. Because... We, we had to play kids that wasn't ready and um, our squad just wasn't big enough to, to cope. So, yeah, it's, it was hard and, and it is going to be hard, but I'm sure, I've no doubt, that we get going on Saturday and then the lads are, are get the lift that they, they've been working for. So there we go, Tom. Lee Bay, you're not pulling any punches. He knows it's a, it's a big ask, but at the same time, he, he, he clearly still has that confidence 
within his squad that they can tackle these nine games and make sure that we can overcome that two-point deficit to Saturday's opponent's hole. Yeah, and I don't think anyone should be surprised, should they? Because he's a man that breeds positivity throughout his squad. I don't think he's ever given up on us at, at any point, even when he came in for those first few games at the end of the season a couple of years ago. Um, none of us would have believed we'd make the playoffs, and we did. Last year, at all times, he said, you know, we're going to get there, we're going to get there, and we got up. And this year, you know, zone for, for one match day, or not even one whole match day, because it was at the very end of the last match that we dropped in. So I don't think we should be surprised, um, not just because he's a confident man, but because of we've shown plenty of times this season our performances. Um, obviously, they've tailed off and we're there for a reason, but we've shown on plenty of occasions that we can compete with the best of them in this division. And obviously, it doesn't come much bigger than the team that have literally just leapfrogged you in the last, uh, last game we've played. But I think we've definitely got enough throughout the squad. That harmony's there. We've seen that on the training ground. And I bet, knowing him, he just can't wait to get back amongst it and get started. Mm. And Lewis, I mean, we, we mentioned it there at the top of the show, but the fact is, whole City, who sit just two points ahead of us uh, in, the, in the table coming up on Saturday... Uh, it, it, make, it, it makes it a big game. Obviously, when, when you go into that, having been not able to play over the last few months, you, you never really know what sort of performance you're going to get. But to, to, have to, to have to try and play such a big game when you go back straight away is going to make things extra spicy. Definitely. I mean, we've seen over the, the Premier League games yesterday, um, sort of that rustiness will, will be there. Uh, you know, people aren't going to be 100% fit. There's probably going to be, um, a, you know, a few more risks to injury, etc. But as we say, there is the game in terms of size and what, and what it can mean for the for the rest of the season. I mean, of course, there are, there's another eight games to go after this one. But the way that we that we somehow ended up with this one, you know, straight on, it's um, it's, it's going to be a huge challenge. But everything is, is, is going to be quite interesting the way that the form almost is going to go completely out the window when you look at how poor both sides were going into uh, before we went into lockdown both both thought the form for both sides was was pretty um, pretty sketchy so it's going to be interesting to see how both clubs have prepared coming back into the restart and how how sort of switched on they're going to be there would have been injuries that we would have had had the fixture have been played back in March that we'll now be able to play um, there's obviously the thing we're going to talk about later on about players that aren't playing um, taking those out key, key players on both sides so it's going to be a really interesting matchup um, and one that you know it's, it's, a, it's a must win from the off and I think that we've got to we've got to go into it you know wholeheartedly and, and give it our all and as we've mentioned in the opening of the show if, if there's one man that can motivate a side to, to go out there and, and give it all and get us out of the position that we're in, then it's a side that's managed by Lee Bowyer. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting, isn't it, Lewis, that, that uh, Tom, that Lewis mentioned the form there because, I mean, this is something I, I feel like I've fought for a while now. You'd assume it's going to go out the window. I mean, you look at a whole team that are, what are they, 12, 13 games without without a win in all competitions uh, since since early January. Uh, when they got a, a few results back to back, you're looking at a Charlton side that obviously lost our last three before lockdown. Before that, we'd won three out of five. You know, home wins against Barnsley and, and Luton, of course, that that famous away victory at, at Nottingham Forest. But I mean, with the amount of change that's happened since then, obviously, 
you know, the amount of time there's been since then with no game. I mean, surely any any semblance of form or momentum has gone out the window now. Yeah, I would think so, yeah. And again, like Lewis said, with the, the fixtures that we've seen in the Premier League over the past couple of days as well, um, even you look at the Bundesliga, it's very difficult really to look into any sort of form. Um, I think we've got quality in the side, no doubt about that. And I think we've got a man in Lee Bowyer who is going to steer the team in the right direction. And I think those are things that we're sure of um, in terms of what sort of side are going to come out in you know, in terms of their actual quality and their ability on the ball. I'm sure they're going to be a bit rusty for a couple of games, but they will start to get back into it. I think they've, it sounds like they've prepared well from the way Bowyer's talking. Um, but it is, it's just going to be about kind of sussing each other out. And I'm sure it's going to be a bit of a cagey first half because both sides are going to know just how big the game is. Um, and also they're finding their feet. But I think that the quality that we've got in that side, we're going to talk about the likes of Josh Cullen later on. But throughout that side, we've got quality players who when they start to get their foot on the ball, I think are going to start to grow back into it and get that feel for it. And um, obviously on the other end with Hull, I know they've had a lot of contracts sort of ending and, and players heading off and all sorts. So I, I do think we're well-placed to, to give it a really good go. As you say, until that first whistle goes, it's very difficult to tell. But I don't know, deep down I'm confident um, and I, I certainly think we've got enough to get out of it. And, and obviously it starts on, on Saturday against Hull. Yeah, it certainly does. It's, I mean, as we said, the the, the size of the game, in in terms of purely the the league table situation at the moment, obviously is obviously big, Lewis. But I mean, how important do you think it is to get this 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 little charge towards the end of the season? These nine games, almost back to back, it feels. You know, um, playing playing midweek and then playing Saturday every 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 week for a few uh, for four four or five weeks there. How important do you think it is to kick start some momentum with a result at Hull on Saturday? Oh, massively. I mean, as we've said, it's it's nine cup finals. Really, it's the the magnitude of each game is equal. Of course, the whole game is going to have that little bit of extra spice because of where we both are on the table. But ultimately, the the form is resetting for everybody in the division, and it will be really hard to judge how well prepared any side's going to be for this, um, especially with the the congested fixture list. I mean, it's good that maybe a bit of a blessing in disguise that the first the first week of fixtures we have got that normal week break from Saturday to Saturday but as you say after that it's four weeks of intense football you know one week we've got uh, we have QPR Cardiff and Millwall in, in less than seven days we've seen a lot over the season when we've had congested fixture lists just how much we've struggled injury wise and it's going to be interesting to see that how not just us but all clubs cope with that congestion um, but a lot of clubs will be boosted by the fact that we've had the break now to get those players that were missing the majority of the season back fit, of course, they're going to be lacking a lot of match sharpness. You know, we've seen the likes of Lewis Page make a return um, in the preparation to this. We've seen Sam Field return, Jay Forster Kasky. There are players that haven't played for quite a long time that are now going to play a part in this. And it's going to be a real boost um, to, to have these sort of bolstered squads to deal with these congested fixture lists. I just hope that maybe the luck starts to turn when it comes to injuries for us and that luck will be on our side for once and we can get through the congested fixture list um, you know relatively unscathed from a Charlton point of view because usually you know we're looking at this and we only got to go back to last October as an example when we, we lost Sam Phil and Jay Forster Kasky within the space of 15 minutes of each other and we, we didn't see them for the rest of the season so I hope that our luck of injuries changes and that this big boost in, in squad numbers that we have now 
from the lockdown can can help us really push on and make sure that we do our all to stay in this division. Yeah, and Tom, we've heard today about Lee Bayer talking about the pressure that's going to be within this situation because you know it is going to be bizarre with the fans at home, um, but there, there will still be this pressure because the players will know what's at stake. Um, I mean, um, do, do you think? I mean, do you think we're a squad that could thrive under that pressure? I mean, obviously we, we did so in the. Well, we, we got through in the playoffs last year. I don't think you could say we thrived against Doncaster in the second leg, but we got there at Wembley um, to, to get through. We, we we were playing well at the start of the season, and then when the injuries kicked in, we, we started to fall away. So when, when we come back in this in this high pressure, this high intensity situation, it's going to be interesting to see who out of the squad uh, really shines under this pressure. Yeah, completely right. And I think firstly, obviously the situation is unprecedented. Um, in terms of the fact that you know they are going to be playing in empty stadiums. To, to your question about whether this side can thrive under pressure, my honest answer is I'm not really sure. Because as you say, we have played big teams. We obviously had the playoff final. We got through the semi-final, but they were a bit nervy. We've beaten a lot of the big sides this year. Um, and there is still pressure in those games because you don't want to get absolutely tonked by the likes of you know, a Leeds or a West Brom or a Forest, who, as you say, we've got favourable results. But then you look at some of the games we've played against sides, particularly as we started to drop down the league, and we haven't managed to get the results. And you think, OK, well, that's a different kind of pressure and we haven't handled it. But then you think about all the injuries we've had and you go, well, do you know what? Have we really had a fair crack at some of these sides or have we been hampered by the injuries that Lewis was just mentioning? So the, the truth is, I, I'm just not sure. Um, and, and obviously, a few of them mentioned after the Doncaster game that you know a full valley was actually quite an intimidating place to play, both for themselves and for Doncaster. So it's not going to be the case. There's going to be a few cardboard cutouts in one end, and that's going to be it. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they handle it. And I think it goes back to kind of the point Lewis and I made in our, our first answers that under Lee Bowyer, I don't think he's going to let people get away with anything. Um, and he's going to make sure that whatever those players need to get them through the game, he's going to make sure that they've got it. So I think really it's just making sure that he knows what those players want, which I think he does, um, and really him just tapping into each player's mentality and making sure he can get the best out of them. Because as I said earlier on, we've definitely got the quality in this side to get ourselves out into safety. It's just about whether they can handle a very bizarre situation over the next nine games. Now, of course, as we mentioned uh, earlier on, it's going to be a very intense period of games, uh, plenty of uh, of matches that the, the lads have to go through in a short space of time. And they've had very little time to, to get up to scratch as well. Now, we know that they've had uh, two friendly games plus an in-house game as well. We know we were beaten 6-0 at Arsenal. There was a, a training event against Fulham uh, last week, which I believe was at the Valley, Um and again, it, that that really wasn't a proper game by any stretch of the imagination. But it was more minutes under the belt. Um, didn't score a goal. That's the only the only thing I guess that people could be slightly worried about, as we haven't scored in those two games. But I don't think Lee Bayer is too worried about that. In fact, he was asked how important these friendly games have been in the last two weeks, and this is what he had to say. Yeah, they, they would have. Well, we've got everything that we needed out of it. It was just purely fitness. Um, we was never going to the Emirates to try and compete on on the scoreboard. Um, it was purely fitness just to go there it was their first experience back playing 11 v 11 and yeah they would have chased the ball a lot and, and that's what we needed we needed to get them back build their fitness up with minutes and, and to play against a top side like that the, the players did learn a lot you know um, just small details regarding how good they were with the ball and how they take care of the ball and, and their pass appreciation, their movement. 
they have so many options in possession and then obviously how ruthless they are in, in front of goal and that's what our players need to to learn more. Um, but yeah, it, it was a great experience for us and um, something that, that would put us in better stead coming up to the whole game. The long layoff and relatively uh, short training period um, in the run-up to the opening game, uh, does it give you uh, a bit of a cause for concern that uh, injuries might play a big part? Yeah, I think you only have to look what's happened over over in um, Germany. Terry, like it's, it's just going to happen. Last night, I think Arsenal had two within the first 15 minutes, was it? So, it's going to happen. The players ain't ready. No matter how hard you work them, it's that fine balance. You, you have to push them to try and get them ready. But if you push them too hard, then they're going to break. So, all teams, every single player is not match fit now. I don't care who they are, what they've been doing. They're not match fit because at most they've played three friendly games where in a normal pre-season you'd play five, six, maybe seven. So it just ain't possible. So that's why I think substitutions are going to play a big part and rotation. Teams are going to have to rotate. So teams with bigger squads, it will benefit them. And so will the substitution situation. So if you've got a club that's got a lot of players that are like for like, quite similar ability-wise, it's definitely going to benefit them. But that's that's the, that's the name of the game, you know. There's nothing we can do about that. But, yeah, for us, I think it's just a, a, a situation that we're going to have to adjust to. And injury-wise, with our track record, We'll just go have a bit of luck and, and hopefully we get that now. So there we go, lads. I mean, Libo, you're obviously sort of signing off there talking about the injuries. A good uh, Terry asked that question on, on the, the, the press conference earlier on today. Um, and, and that will be a worry for us going into these games, Lewis, because we have had dreadful luck with injuries and, and we hope that this is going to be the time that it changes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you couldn't sort of script how many injuries we were ever you know season after season where we're sort of staring down the barrel with injuries around sort of November December time when as we lead up into a congested Christmas fixture period we had it in League One when we lost we lost Josh Cullen and Igor Vesikali in the same game as mentioned earlier we lost Sam Field and Fulskaski in the same game this season and it's it, our luck has always been rotten with injuries and we've never really understood why it's been so bad but um, I, I'm just hoping that that during this, that you know, we've prepared as well as we could, and, and that we can deal with the the intensity and, and everything to, to try and get through these games relatively unscathed. I'd be it'd be silly for me to say that we're we're not going to get any injuries because I imagine that we will. You know, it's uh, it's tough for any athlete to come back after a period of absence as long as we have had. You know, we've no we've what we've been contact training for maybe two or three weeks and and back training for a week prior to that. A pre-season, you think the preparation you usually get is, is different to that, and the, the fact that we've got to come back in such unprecedented times to to really sort of and, and immediately be expected to kick on because there's all to play for now. It is going to be a test on on players, you know, physical well-being because it is going to be intense. You look at the start of the season, and everything's come sort of completely open. The, the pressure's off ever so slightly, but now there's it's, there's nine games that are going to determine a season for a lot of football clubs in this division and it's going to be uh, it's going to be physical it's going to be tough but I think that we've, we've got enough in it to, to pull ourselves out of the situation we're in I just hope that 
while doing so and, and giving the all that they always do for Boya that they they don't give themselves any injuries. Mm, yeah, Tom. I mean, obviously, we we we've, we we know about these friendly games they've had the six 0 defeat against Arsenal, and as I said, they had this sort of unofficial sort of run around against Fulham last week. Um, I mean, purely purely from a minutes point of view, that'd be exactly what we needed in, in terms of getting getting those back into the players' legs. I mean, effectively, I mean, you, you don't tend to read too much into what happens in a pre-season. I said we, we didn't have the best of pre-seasons this year, but we started off very well. Um, do, do you look into the fact that we haven't scored a goal, for example? Do you look too much into that? Um, yeah, no, I don't think the lack of goals bothers me. I mean, the, the obvious issue is Lyle Taylor not being there. Um, and that is a problem, of course, because he is our, our talisman up front. But you look at the positives from the games and... Chucks and EK in particular standing out. Um, Thomas Hemed, people keep talking about how fit he looks at the moment and, and he's in good shape. And I think, you know, for one of the games, obviously, is against Arsenal. Now, are you really going to expect us to score against Arsenal? I remember us playing in, in the Premier League against them and not scoring goals. And this is not a Premier League side. So, no, I'm not too concerned. I think the focus was minutes, as you said earlier on. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I don't read too much into the actual results. It'll just be about on Saturday. Can we make sure that we take our chances then? Because Johnny said it in the interview we did with him a couple of weeks ago. You know, we're a clinical side. We don't have a lot of chances, but when we do, we need to make sure we take them. And obviously, without Lyle there, we need to make sure that the midfielders and those other strikers do. And let's not forget, up until his injury, Macaulay Bond was in goal-scoring form. So, yeah, we've just got to keep our fingers crossed that they can pick up that knack for finding the back of the net pretty quickly mm, yeah um and, and as i said lewis those, those minutes will, will certainly help but it will i'm still convinced that this the, the first two or three games are going to feel like an extension of a pre-season here because it's been so long uh without playing and they're being asked to to turn around you know two weeks ago they weren't even contact training and they're being asked to turn turn that around into full throttle championship football uh, in the space of not very long at all. And, and that does seem like it is crept up very quickly. Yeah, it has. Um, but the positive I take from that is at least sort of every, all clubs are in the same position as us. If you like, we're all starting on a bit of an even kill. Um, it's going to be it's going to be tough. I mean, we've we've obviously, we've lost Lyle. Um, we, I'm sure we'll talk about more later in the show, but his his presence in the side is, you know, it's not, it's not hard to see what he brings. But, it's going to be um, it's going to be incredibly tough, but for all sides. And I think that we probably got when you look at how we did at the start of the season when the pressure was off. I mean, we were we were sort of playing freely. None of us had a huge amount of expectation. I remember we were coming into the studio thinking like we're on a bit we're on a bit of a run here. But as soon you know, when we lose, we're not going to be too disappointed because we feel like we're overachieving. And that pressure it, now is completely different because. Although the sides are all going to be on on similar ground when it comes to sort of the rustiness and, and not being match sharp, we have only got nine games now to save our season. So when you're looking at the start, if you start poorly, you've got a lot of time to turn it around. Now we've had that blip where we shot ourselves in the foot. We've got ourselves in a bit of relegation trouble. We lost two big games before the lockdown against against Borough and Huddersfield, who were both around us at the bottom. And, and we've put ourselves in a bit of a situation. Now we've got nine huge games to try and turn that around. And I think that it, it's good that the first one comes against Hull because we're going to have, you know, it, it sets uh, it sets presence straight away. If we can get out of that bottom three one week in, then mentally that's going to be huge for the players. And, and I think that 
if, if we can get that positive result and as soon as we get out of that bottom three, then we've got to try and build on that and work hard to stay out of it uh, and just, and just you know, be the child we were at the start of the season. Surprise teams, come out and play. We played some fantastic stuff at the start of the season. Even without Lars Taylor, as Tom mentioned, Macaulay Bond was in fantastic form. Someone who's taken the step up to the championship from National League last season. There's going to be a lot of pressure on his shoulders to get the goals because we saw what he was capable of in Lars Taylor's absence before. So, yes, I think it's it's going to be a tough. It's going to be a tough ask to to come in straight away in, in sort of the physical condition that they are and, and only having the two weeks contact training. But all, all teams are going to be in a similar position, and, and I think that the, the games that we had against Arsenal and, and the training exercise against Fulham, although they were, you know, they asked to go, we won't want to talk too much about the score there, but. It's good to get those minutes in, and, and you're seeing players like Lewis Page and Chuck Zanike, Sam Field, Jay Forstakowski, who haven't played a lot of football this season at all, and they're and they're getting some decent minutes in against high quality opposition, and that, despite the result, can only be a positive going into into these final games. Excellent stuff. Right, we're just about to come up to the first break here on Charlton Live. But, uh, you know, I did promise at the top of the show that we're, we're going to be talking about almost entirely about football. Uh, but there is one thing that's uh, reared its head off the field of play uh, this week, and it's not to do with the ownership. It's actually to do with manager Lee Bowyer. Now, of course, uh, Birmingham City have announced that uh, Pep Clotet has uh, left or will be leaving uh, the club at the end of the season uh, and uh, with Lee Bowyer being a former Birmingham player of course his uh, name uh, appears to have been thrown into the ring uh, in the uh, in the local media up in Birmingham uh, so Lee Bowyer was asked about that during his press uh, conference today and he did say that he did enjoy his time at the club uh, when he had success there as a player. Yeah, the only trophy I won um, was at Birmingham so obviously I had good times there um, I, I had a good relationship with, with the fans, obviously, wherever I've been, I've had that good relationship with fans. So it's a good club and I, and I love my time there, but it just seems to be speculation. Um, I've not heard anything. It's nice to be recognised. You know, it's, it's not the first time this season that, that my name is, has been put forward for another job. So, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm here, I'm at Cholton. I, I love Cholton as well. So um, I'm just going to keep working and, and keep making sure that we stay in the division. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Allen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers with a header. And it's John. Yes! Oh, it's it's oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr. The absolute German beauty. Woo! Dreamland! Charlton have scored! 
With seconds remaining! We've done it, Tom! Get in! Come on! What a time to be here! Here at Wembley! Oh my word! Oh my word! Charlton Live. Right, so welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. Looking ahead to Saturday's massive game up at the KCOM Stadium with Hull City. A real relegation six-pointer at the wrong end of the championship as the Addicts get back into play and action uh, after the lockdown. Uh, I think it was 100, it's going to be 100 days, uh, or possibly just over, between between our last game uh, and our next game, which is, is remarkable how much has changed in that time. I was thinking about it actually earlier. The last time I went to the Valley, Tom and Lewis, was the day we were there to do this show, the preview of the whole game that never happened because Matt Southall was being uh, kicked out of the boardroom. And you think how much water's gone under the bridge since then. It's uh, incredible to think about it. Um, now, obviously, with the uh, league season being extended uh, beyond its uh, con- normal confines, uh, players' contracts have been uh, a bit of a discussion point. Of course, we know we've lost uh, the likes of Lyle Taylor and Chris Solly and David Davis, who have decided they're not going to continue to play. Um, but our other loanies have decided to, to stay on. And one of those, of course, is Josh Cullen uh, from West Ham. He was here last season, part of the promotion winning side. He's almost become part of the furniture, as Ollie Groom says in uh, in this interview uh, with the West Ham man. Uh, and it's great to see him extending his deal. Uh, and uh, Josh Cullen uh, starts off by saying that it was quite an easy decision to make uh, to make sure that he stayed at the Valley for the remainder of the campaign. Yeah, I think it was the... Um, quite straightforward, really, for for all parties involved. Um, you know, there's still still a job to be done, and there's nine games, nine massive games to go. Um, and yeah, it was always in in my head that I always wanted to be part of that. Um, um, I suppose, as the saying goes, you you want to finish what you started, and um, we, we started the season, and, and and it's been a long journey up until now, but it's not finished. And like I said, there's nine massive games to go, so. Um, yeah, I, I felt that it, it was definitely the right thing to do. Um, as did, like I said, all parties really involved. Yeah, as they say, you obviously didn't need much convincing, but it was well, West Ham, I'm guessing, were happy enough uh, to, to allow you to, to finish what you started. And I guess that was key as well, wasn't it, to have their agreement? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean by, yeah, obviously saying, yeah, all, all, all parties involved agreed on it and... Um, yeah, I think West Ham have been great all along um, with the loans and, um, yeah, for, for them to allow me to stay to the end of the season. Um, obviously, I think the ruling meant that if I went back to West Ham, I wouldn't be able to play for the rest of the season anyway with the remaining games. So, um, yeah, like I said, it was, it was a pretty straightforward decision. I've enjoyed my time um, at Charlton, loved every minute of it. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm developing as a player. And at the end of the day, that's only going to be good for West Ham as well. The more games I play, the more I learn. And hopefully, um, they'll see the improvements I've made. And I'll be going back a better player for them um, when the season does eventually end. You've been back uh, for a couple of weeks now in training. How have you found that? Obviously, it must have been strange at first with the non-contacts and stuff. Things have been building up. But do you feel like we're we're getting close to where we need to be for that game against Hull? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think, like you said, it was strange, um, the first non-contact part. And, um, yeah, it was, yeah, I think, I think every player you'd speak to would, would say it was a strange situation. Um, but yeah, we're, we're getting there. I think credit to all the lads, really. Um, it was a long time off where everyone had to sort of motivate themselves personally to, to get the work in and get the running done. And I think our fitness levels are, 
are um, are looking good and where they should be. Um, obviously, the the football side of things we've we've been sort of cramming in because we haven't had a obviously a, a long time to prepare for the season. But um, the sessions have been brilliant. Um, quality's been good, and yeah, I think we're all just just raring to go now and 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 full focus is on whole and preparing for that. Um, and yeah, preparing for the final nine games. And how is the the confidence in the group? Because obviously we. We did drop into the bottom three just before all this for the first time in the entire season. There are mitigating factors for that, for all the injuries we've had, um, you know, throughout the winter and, and stuff like that. Um, but the lads feeling confident that that the true reflection on what Charlton are about can, can shine through for these last nine games with 27 points up for grabs? Yeah, definitely. Um, like you said, I think in a strange way, it might have, have helped us. Um, obviously, we haven't really thought about being in the bottom three too much. Been a lot of talk about whether the season was even going to get finished. So I think just the fact that we can get back to playing football um, and get back to doing what we love, everyone's raring to go. It's a fresh start. Like you said, we've got nine games, 27 points to to play for. And yeah, we'll, we'll be looking to hit the ground running. Um, a lot of form before the, before the break's going to be, was totally out the window now. There's not been games for, for over three months, I think now. So um, yeah, we're, we're just looking forward to getting going. Everyone's in a good place mentally. The lads are confident in a group we've got that we can go and get the results that, that need the keepers in the division. And they're, they're big games, aren't they? The whole game, I guess, straight away, straight off the bat, coming out the traps uh, after this big big break is, uh, is a six-pointer against Hull. But how, how much are you looking forward just to getting out there again and, and playing competitive football? Yeah, like I said, I think sometimes probably everyone involved in the game, whether that's players, managers or fans, probably take it for granted just the the time that, that we can all get together on a Saturday. We can play, the, the fans can come and watch. And um, yeah, I think sometimes it's easy to forget that while we first got into the game for the, the pure love of the game and, and the passion we all have for football. Um, so yeah, Everyone's buzzing, to be honest, to get back. Um, like I said, it's been a long time. We haven't been able to play and train together. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're just looking forward to get going um, and doing what we love again and, uh, and approaching it full of confidence and, and relishing the challenge that we've got ahead. Um, nine massive games and, uh, and we'll be going full steam ahead to try and get as many points as we can. So there we go, Josh Cullen there, the West Ham Loney, speaking to Ollie Groom from the club. Uh, Tom, I mean, for for a man his age, he really does have his head screwed on, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it would be very easy to say that it's a no-brainer for him purely because he is looking at his West Ham career and wanting to revive that. And I do think there is a part of that in what he wants to do, obviously. He's got the chance to make an impression there, but... He's also got a chance to get a very serious injury. And I, I read his his desire to continue playing much more down to his just unbelievable professionalism and his attitude, you know. And I don't think anybody who's met him or spoken to him, as I know some of us have very briefly, could could knock his professionalism, as you say, on, on such young shoulders. And the class he brings to that midfield will be absolutely vital over the next few games. Um, absolutely vital because... That protective screen he offers us is just 
just a godsend. Um, but as I say, more than that, just his attitude to, to want to stay. And as I say, it's easy to think that most players would want to, but we've seen certain players not want to. And as I say, there might be other circumstances where players do want to stay, but purely because they're looking for a move. But I don't read that with him. You know, it's very easy for a loanee to say, do you know what, I'm going to go back and I'm going to go and prove myself at West Ham now but he hasn't he's chosen to stay and he deserves a huge amount of credit for doing so yeah I mean the, the amount of energy he has as a player Lewis I mean so he, he could be quite important for this this running because he he feels like the sort of player that probably could play the majority of the time that's going to be required in in this uh really intense sort of end of season running yeah he, he's a massive player for us I mean we we said it last season just how integrity is in that midfield he's he just sort of holds it all together and for a player of his age you know and we mentioned so many signs about his professionalism uh, and the way he, the way he comes across off the pitch but also just how he plays on the pitch and he has that like captain's mentality like you would not be surprised if you saw him sporting the captain's armband for for whatever club he's playing for in the next couple of seasons because I feel like he has leadership qualities and and he's for, a, for such a young bloke his head screwed on his commitment is there. You know, we're a lone club, but it's easy for him to turn around and say, look, I want to. I don't want to get injured. I want to go back to West Ham and, and fight for my place for next season. Uh, and I think that we probably would have kind of half expected that. So for him to come out and not just say that it was the right thing to do, but to say it with such passion that when there's a job here to be done, I owe it to the club. They're the things you want to hear going into this, into this tough period we're going to have now. To hear players and a lone player at that speaking with such passion for the football club and, and and such desire to get it done and get the job done and keep us in this division because he feels like he owes us that is it's a really nice thing to have and yeah we were lucky enough to speak to to Josh at Player of the Year last season and he came across incredibly well there and it doesn't surprise me at all that the way that he's acted in this in this period and, and that he's staying on and it's it's not it's a massive boost for the football club and uh, you know he we miss him when he's not in the side when we all spoke about Lyle Taylor being out of the side this season but when Josh Cullen was injured I think that's when it really hurt us mm. and to have him to have him back playing but also in this period when we need him when he could have easily turned around and said no will be a huge boost for those players in that dressing room and also for supporters because I think the Lyle Taylor news knocks us all a little bit for six because you know he is a he's a permanent signing yes his contract's up but we all assumed that he would stay at least until the 30th of June Josh is a loan deal there was no sort of there was no requirement for him to stay on really he didn't have to do it the fact he's chosen to do that and that West Ham have agreed it as well it's uh, it's, it's great news for us yeah and I saw I expect him to hit the ground running as well because we, we've, we've seen that the, the two times he's come back from long-term injuries um, last season and this season, he's gone straight back into the starting lineup and played pretty much ninety minutes. So I expect he'll be okay uh, as we get going. Now, of course, you know the news from Josh Cullen quite clearly exactly the opposite from from what we've got from the likes of Lyle Taylor and Chris Solly um, and, and David Davis. Now, it, Lee Bayer sort of explains his thinking uh, in this piece we're about to hear, but I, I did think it at the time he, that news came out quite early, um, and we were the first club to break cover. Uh, which is possibly why Lyle Taylor got most of the attention uh, from that, because obviously he's our best player. Uh, he was probably one of the first players out there. I mean, Ryan Fraser at Bournemouth's gone and done it now, and, and quite a few at Hull as well. Um, and big players for them, the captain and the vice-captain and two others. So you're looking at Eric Lehigh, Jason Irving, uh, Jackson Irvine, uh, Stephen Kingsley and Marcus Madison, who obviously we, uh, well, 
turns out we were never really going to get him but we apparently had a bid accepted in in january for him um uh, and malik wilkes will only be allowed to play the first two games because barnsley wouldn't extend his uh, uh his, his loan there so clearly it's happening to a lot of clubs uh, Lee Bowyer quick to point out that Charlton won't be the only team to lose players in this for this running, and there's also plenty of reasons why that could happen. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of um, a, a lot of strange things happen between now and the end of the season. Obviously, us losing players is is not helped, um, but I think all the teams up and down the country are going to lose players at some stage. Um, whether it's through injury, whether it's players that, that don't want to turn out, it's, it's going to happen to everybody. So, uh, Hull, I, I wouldn't say they have an advantage, um, but losing their two best players in January has definitely affected them. I think uh, the manager himself would, would clearly say that. And um, I think when we was meant to play before, that they had their hold of the back four out injured. And, and now I'm guessing they're all back because of the, the, the length of time that we've we've had off so it could have benefited them from from when we was to, meant to play them until now they've lost a couple of players as well though even more recently a couple of players have said they aren't going to extend their deals are you hoping that might level things out a bit you were very confident a couple of weeks ago that if you kept your squad together you'd do very well and come out of this situation yeah, it's it's not a good situation to be in, you know. It's it's difficult for the manager, and I and I feel for Grant. He's a, he's a nice fellow, and and we get on well. And for it to happen now, I think it it could disrupt things. Um, that was the whole point of me finding out when we first came back who was going to be there and who wasn't going to be there to play the games. And um, I, I wanted to get it out there in the open. Um, know where we stood, know what squad we had going forward, so there was no disruptions in the weeks building up to it. So um, obviously, whole this happened to them later, and and it could disrupt things. But it might not, you know, it might pull them closer together. We, we won't know. Lot's been made of Lyle Taylor's decision. Just wondering how how the players are with that. Have you had to tell them to forget all about Lyle, or have they forgotten all about Lyle themselves? Yeah, they forgot from from the the minute he said he wasn't going to play. I, I I made sure that that happened. I, I said to him, "Look, that's it. Lowe's chosen, and so's Chris Solly, and so's Davis. They, they've chosen not to play. That's it. This group here, no one's going to help us. It's this group here that that have to stick together, and we've got to find a way of of getting points. Um, but no, that Lowe came in on uh, Tuesday." and said his goodbyes. So there was no animosity towards him, um, especially from the players. They, they understand, you know, they they might be in the same situation themselves one day. So, um, but yeah, we're, everyone's forgotten about it and we've just been focusing on getting ready for the first game. Final one from me, um, with, with the likes of Lyle going, that must be a great opportunity for a Macaulay Bond or someone like, like that to make themselves a hero. Yeah, it's, it's, it's up to them. Whoever wants to step forward and, uh, and, and grab the limelight, then now, now's their chance. So I've said many a time, once a door closes, it opens it up for another person to step forward. And whether it's Macaulay, whether it's Tamar or whoever plays up front, then they've got an opportunity now to, to become a hero because that's what they'll become if we 
if we stay in the division from from people from scoring goals. Oh, so there we go, Tom. So obviously, like, uh, there is precedent for your squad changing throughout a season, and it could be a player leaving in January. It could be a player getting injured. So it is it is a blow. But I mean, it's not—it's not like something we've never ever had to deal with before. The fact that we've lost a few players here. Yeah, and it, it, like you just said, there it, it happens at any point during the season, and and at the moment it's just an unprecedented circumstance anyway. So chuck in a couple of players deciding not to play, and you think, well, we we don't know what it's like to be in this situation anyway. So it's not like comparing it to another time where we've come back from a pandemic and everyone has chosen to play. So. We're all having to adjust to this. And I think what's been really good about the club, you mentioned it just before we heard from Bowie there, to give the news early, I think, was a positive. Maybe not for those players, but for the rest of the squad. Because ever since then, Lee Bowie, unless he's been asked specifically about it, has completely focused his attention on the players back at the club. And I think the social media guys have done well in terms of getting photos of the training ground up. And it's it's really tried to bring that harmony back together because... As good as Lyle in particular was, he was a divisive character. I don't think there's any secret about that. And people, you know, he, he made himself a bit of a love-hate relationship with a lot of fans in, in some of the ways he conducted himself. So I think by breaking that news early and us knowing that, it was about really garnering the spirit of everybody and pulling everyone together and focusing on, on Hull without Lyle because we've known we're going to have to do that for a long time now. So like you just said there you know we've got other players fit we've got pretty much a fully fit squad to, to choose from now and we haven't had that at many points during this season so there are plenty of positives to look at aside from the fact that Lyle's not going to be there so yeah it's about focusing on those other players now um, and as you just said as well um, Hull have, have lost a load of players as well so it's not like they're going to be in perfect shape no certainly not um, right, I did ask some of you guys on uh, Twitter this afternoon to get involved uh, with this evening's show. Like I say, we should be back live on Sunday, so you'll be able to interact with us throughout the show. Um, but tonight, we have got a few messages that came in. So Jake Masters asked you guys how you're feeling uh, going ahead uh, in, into the remaining nine games. Jake says, hi guys, not messaging before, but I love the show and listening to the podcast during lockdown has helped keep me sane. I'm glad, Jake. Uh, you guys do a great job covering the madness that is our club, so keep it up. Cheers, mate. Um, I'm going for a Charlton win against Hull, but I doubt we will make it easy for ourselves. Up the addicts, that's from Jake. Yeah, we never do make it easy uh, for ourselves. Derek got involved as well. Hi guys, thanks for keeping us entertained uh, during the lockdown. You've done a great job, even if you did have the benefit of having more non-football talking points uh, than most other clubs. Yeah, I'd hate to be doing like, I don't know, Fulham life or something, just talking about nothing uh, for, for a few weeks. But anyway, uh, I'm feeling confident but nervous about the game on Saturday. Uh, we need to have a little bit of luck going our way for once, get that positive result, which will build the team's confidence, and I'm sure we'll be okay. I'm confident enough to have put a few bob on hold to go down. Well, I hope that doesn't come back to bite you, Derek. Uh, the team have, we have been well supported home and away this season, and I do hope the empty stadiums don't disproportionately affect our team. Uh, a bit of a worry with no drummer setting the tempo. I think our game changer, Johnny Williams, uh, will be Johnny Williams as long as he stays injury-free. What am I saying? This is Charlton uh, we're talking about, so we might as well book his hospital bed now. Uh, joking aside, I think we're going to need everyone to step up during a hectic schedule, and the blooding of the younger players during our injury blight early in the season might now turn out to have been helpful. Cheers, guys. Everything crossed. That's from Derek. That's a couple of good points there, actually, Lewis. Um, the fact that these youngsters... The you know Josh Davison and, and the like, and obviously Alfie's played a played a fair few games, but quite a few of these young players got run at, got run outs, uh, you know, around around the Christmas period. Um, that could actually prove quite useful as they go into this end of season, where they met, they're much more likely to be called upon again. 
Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we, we look at some of these youngsters and they, they've come in, but they've also made an impact. So, like, like Albie Morgan, we speak so much about his game maybe defensively uh, or a couple of... He's maybe got a couple of mistakes in him when it comes to ball playing. But at the same time, I think he's one of the best passers that we've got at the club. He can make things happen. He came on at QPR and I thought he played really well. Um, George Lapsley is that sort of that dogged Charlton player that will jump in front of any ball or any tackle and, and put his head where it hurts. You know, we saw it so much last season, notably in that Portsmouth game that we I'm sure we all remember <laughs> chucking himself in front of absolutely everything that came towards him. Um, Alfie Doughty was uh, fantastic. Very much started the season at Bromley as well. He came in when needed and played fantastically. Got a goal against Bristol City as well, the winning goal um, on Boxing Day, which got us out of a bit of a run. Um, and Josh Davidson impressed me as well when he when he had to play uh, against West Brom when he when he had to start against West Brom at home. And they've all they've all come in, they've all played a part, and it's a testament to how, just how fantastic our academy is. And that will play in our favour because we are we're blessed with young talent at this football club. Not every football club has the 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 academy set up that we do and produces players like we do. Um, and we've seen it time and time again that sometimes we've maybe criticised that we've had to bloody the youngsters in injury crisis. But maybe times like this, as you say, this could when it proves to be a real positive and they mm. can play a part. I was just about to give a, a live goal update then before remembering we're not going out live, but Cheltenham have just gone one 0 up. Uh, against Northampton in the playoffs. Colchester uh, beat Exeter City by a goal to New earlier on in the first leg of the League 2 playoffs. Um, right, so uh, Macca, uh, Mac Lennon uh, sent a message in. I'm feeling optimistic, which is strange fe- uh, with, uh, with a strange feeling with Charlton. Uh, with them missing five players, this is a great opportunity to get out of the bottom three and get some momentum. It feels like it could be the start of the season all over again. Uh, get Bon a goal and a rare clean sheet Please and yeah, that would be uh, lovely. Paul Griffiths says he's. Descri- I asked him how he's feeling. He describes it as very nervous, which is probably uh, a fair point. Dan says, like everyone, I can't wait to get going. Looking forward to seeing what Anike can bring up top as well as field, keeping the midfield strong. Bring on Hull and forget all about the off pitch troubles uh, for ninety minutes uh, at least. Uh, MICFC now prop, uh, probably based on watching the games last night Boris can't get a haircut but it looks like the Premier League players have had a bit of a lockdown styling tut tut yeah it's a good point um, 16 year old season ticket holders uh, MICFC goes on to say uh, only gets £19 uh, back on their CFC cash so they can't watch the games that they've already paid to see um, yeah I, I can imagine that's quite frustrating actually but uh, I haven't really had, had, had been able to to deal with that myself so I don't know what to say about that um you'd think maybe it would have made sense if everyone who had a season ticket just got given the valley pass for free if they wanted it otherwise they could have whatever they were owed back but uh, I guess there's different ways of working this out now Steve Nutley said uh, what's your starting 11 lads now Lewis I, I did ask you to have a think about this so which way are you going with it and then Tom you're allowed to button and tell him he's wrong if he is I'm sure he's going to do that as well. <laughs> uh, well, knowing sort of our, now we've got the players back as well, I've, I've sort of listed two options. So the, the diamond that we saw earlier on in the season, so the goalkeeper picks itself, Dylan Phillips, uh, back four of Matthews, Lockyer, Saar and Perrington. Then I had Cullen at the base with Prattley and Johnny Williams. Uh, I had Chucks and EK playing in a number 10, which he's, he's sort of has been dubbed his best position previously with Macaulay Bond and Andre Green up top. Uh, and if you're going to change that to a five, then you'd put uh, Pearson at the back, maybe take a Nikkei out, uh, have a three in midfield of uh, Cullen, Prattley, Williams, and then Bon and Green up top. Mm, yeah, well, what do you reckon, Tom? I mean, is, is there any players that 
you 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 really think ought to be in the lineup that Lewis hasn't mentioned or anything. It's, it's, I don't know for you, but for me, it's, it's it's so long ago since we played. I can't remember. I can't remember anything about, about how we look. But I get. I guess a lot. I guess Lee Bay would have learned a lot about these players, how they've kept themselves fit in in lockdown as well in the last two weeks. Yeah, and I, I think that's the key thing um, for me. I'd like to see the diamond if possible. I wonder whether maybe there's a space for Jake Forster Kasky in there. So maybe Cullen, Prattley, Forster, Kasky and Williams at the tip and then maybe an EK alongside Bon up front with, with Green on the bench, possibly. Um, but I think what, what Lewis just shows there by naming the, the two sides, obviously not two completely different sides, but the variety of players we've got there, is that we have got options and that's without mentioning the likes of Alfie Doherty and Albie Morgan and George Lapsley and players that we mentioned earlier on who... Yes, filled a gap to a certain extent, but also played a very vital part and, and put in some good performances. We shouldn't forget that. So I do think that there's a good mix and there's a, a good range of players there and some experience in there as well. I think like one of the tweeters said, the key players, obviously I'm going to say it anyway, but I think Johnny Williams, we know what a key player he is. Um, I think Bon is going to have to play a huge part as well. I, I think we've got the strength in depth there, definitely. Mm, excellent stuff right Gary uh, sent us a message saying overall I'm quite excited for the resumption of play we've actually got a 23 man squad to use compared to the whole of the season when we only had the bare 11 yeah and I'm really hoping that will make the difference uh, as we go into these closing stages Alex says two players I expect to step up are Hemed and Anike with Taylor gone and games coming thick and fast both will get their chances and I can see them having a point to prove Anike's a wardrobe with the potential to cause havoc and Hemed definitely has the ability to get goals. Yeah, I think, I mean, a, a lot's made of an EK side, but he's very good at size, but he's very good at the, uh, with the ball at his feet as well, in my opinion. Uh, where in, in the flashes of, uh, of of good performances he showed at the start of the season. Sarah uh, says, yeah, back on a Thursday, things must be getting back to normal. Uh, she's feeling excited ahead of the return to play, and she's rooting for Macaulay Bond to be our man who can make the difference for the addicts. John says, I'm very nervous about the resumption, as without Lyle, I don't fancy our chances of staying up. With that in mind, I think our most important player is Bond, as he's the only player we've got who could score more than who has scored more than three goals. Andy uh, says, I'm feeling nervous and excited, hoping we can somehow scrape through and the EFL take pity on us after the fraud squad. But I still believe, perhaps naively, that Aidan McGeady is going to come good for us. He may just have that magic spark we need and much needed goals from uh, midfield. And also, if I'm playing the naive card, Hemed also has a point to prove. So we may get more of the Forest performances where he was excellent. Yeah, he did play very well at um, Forest away, I remember. Uh, James says, uh, feeling very positive about staying up, even after all the shenanigans. Can you imagine it next season when we have Bowyer in charge and Varney at the helm? Uh, I don't think it will be one player that will make the difference for us, though. It has to be a team effort in this situation. And finally, Derek says, no idea what to expect in these unusual circumstances, but fear the worst. I don't think any one player will make the difference. They all need to be bang on it. Cheers for your messages, guys. So just before we... We sign off then at the end of this uh, return to the big match preview. Um, obviously, chaps, it's, it's going to be really weird on Saturday. I'm lucky enough that I'm going to get to go to Hull on Saturday, but that's the only away game I'm doing. I can't get to any of the other uh, midweek ones for various reasons. They're quite strict about the, the amount of people each publication uh, can put in anyway. 
um, but also with with the games being midweek. I mean, this is something this is something that's never occurred. There's, I've never had this problem before. But with the games being midweek, I can't get there because we only we're a one car family, and I can't hop in with everyone else. You know, normally you'd find a way to get there, stay over the night. But obviously, this is a bizarre situation that I imagine the the players will be in a similar situation. Their normal match day routine for an away game is going to be very different. Um, but anyway, so. I mean, I'll be joining you guys, not on Saturday, but for the rest of the away games, in huddling around a, a TV or a laptop. I mean, Dwayne reckons he can plug his laptop into his big TV, which uh, apparently I, I need to learn how to do that as well. But it's going to be bizarre, Tom. Um, and, uh, you know, the players won't be able to feel feel our enthusiasm for them. But also, you, you want to be there to share the moment, and you can't. So it's going to be very, very different. Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be bizarre for, for us all. And, and we've had that experience already with, with the German league and with the, the Premier League that haven't had it with Charlton yet. And it's, it's going to be very unusual. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll cheer them on from home and, and hope that the players can just adapt to the, the weird scenario and, and take control of the game themselves. We know what backing we can give them and they know we're going to be cheering them on. It's just a very strange experience for players, fans, management, everyone alike. So... Yeah, just got to hope for the best, really. Yeah, Lewis, I mean, it's a return to a level of normality in terms of we get to sit down and watch Charlton, even if it isn't in, in, in you know, in, in, in the flesh. But, you know, are you pleased to see the football back? Has it given you a bit of a boost, at least, to be able to start to cheer on the addicts again? We probably won't be saying this at five o'clock if we get thrashed, but do you feel better for it now? <laughs> yeah, I do, mate, I do, because, you know, it's been it's been difficult for everybody over these last couple of months, the the lack of normality, you know, not seeing loved ones. That when we, when it was the lockdown and everyone was sort of confined to their homes, and it, it has been difficult. So when you see things slowly returning, although it's a bit of a new normal, at least it's still something that has a bit more normality to it. You know, the Premier League returning yesterday got a lot of people excited. You know, the, the congested football fixture list that we have. You know, we're missing out on the Euros, but now the summer's been replaced with behind closed doors Premier League championship playoffs you know all those all those competitions you know, I, I've hijacked both TVs in my house so I can watch pretty much every game <laughs> which is which is great fun and you know it's going to be difficult and I one of the best things about uh, following Charlton is, is the people that I go with and, and being able to spend Saturdays with them watching the games and the pre-match ritual you know getting in on a Thursday and seeing you guys in the studio getting in on a Sunday and mulling over a horrible defeat somewhere mm. up north in the far ends of the country or a last minute, last ditch win somewhere. You know, there's there are so many positives that, that surround football that we're not going to be able to do at the moment. But at least it's moving in the di- in the right direction, and we're able to at least finish the season because it was looking fairly bleak a month or so ago when it was looking like it would potentially be null and voided or or well points per game, and which would have you know ultimately would have got relegated when we only fell in the relegation zone right at the death. So the main positive is we get to play this season out now, um, and now it's down to the to the boys on the pitch to to do it and make us all proud and we've just got to make the noise from our back gardens or living rooms or wherever we're going to watch them from excellent stuff so make sure you've all sorted out your valley pass uh, logins or whatever and uh, you're all ready for Saturday's game massive game up at Hull right it's time to uh, call the show uh, to an end thank you to uh, Lewis and to Tom for joining me on the uh, the return of the big match preview 
No worries, mate. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Cheers, guys. I've been Louis Mendes. Thank you for listening. Like I say, we'll be back on Sunday uh, as we look back at whatever happens against Hull City and we're praying uh, it's a good result. Of course, uh, when we take to the field on Saturday, it'll be the first time uh, since 1998 that Charlton have played without Seb Lewis uh, in attendance. So I'm sure plenty of us will be thinking about Sebo uh, on Saturday as well. Right, thanks for listening to the Big Match Preview and I look forward to speaking to you again on Sunday. <laughs> Come to life.